another or the first episode. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I've lost track of time. No one asked because no one asked. No one asked for this podcast. No one asked me any questions. Abby, did anyone ask you? No, no one. But we're going to talk about them anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we are. What are we talking about today? (laughs) We are talking about weird wellness, wacky wellness, stuff that's a bit off the wall. Uh, okay you go first Uh, these things might not be weird to everyone Mm -hmm. but it's more kind of like weird experiences that we've had yeah um so I went through a phase of uh of doing eye showers and basically got really into Wim Hof uh breathing and and and, you know meditation and supposed to be really good for your immune system right yeah fantastic phenomenal phenomenal benefits to it i i I, like sea swimmers cold swims cold plunges anything to do with cold water on the body for 30 seconds or more a day right yeah so bear in mind i'm a total wimp like i have never swum in like the sea here in the uk and i wouldn't it doesn't appeal to me um, and I've got friends who do this insane <clears throat> swimming year round uh, in the the sea, and also the lakes and stuff mm. around here in London. And they get up like all weather conditions, and they'll go and swim. I wasn't at that level, um, but I got majorly into um, my ice showers and like beating my own record for how long I could do it. And I was doing the the breathing exercises and everything. I would do those and then I would get in the shower. So this was something I'd start like the day with early morning every day and it felt incredible. It was like, it's so much better than coffee. Did you feel incredible? wake you up. Yeah, I loved it. I felt fantastic coming out. I had yeah, so much energy. People... So, I mean, look, I just like had a freezing cold shower. So <laughs> Wide awake. <laughs> Way awake. Um, but yeah, so what I'd basically do is go into the shower room and then play this Wim Hof uh, guided breathing where it's Wim and if you've heard him he's got like a very distinctive voice right he's on an app right he's like breathe in breathe out <laughs> breathe in yeah and he goes through this whole thing um <clears throat> so I'd listen to this I would do the breathing and then I would actually do the breathing sitting in the shower um yeah because it's cold water falling on you right well, you, you have to do it beforehand. So oh. this is like the prep. Okay. Before you go into the to the ice water. Gotcha. So I started beforehand, and then I'd turn on the, the cold shower, and then I'd be doing this <laughs> breathing. Okay. So I'm, like, happily doing this um, for quite some time, and during lockdown as well. And what I didn't realize until uh, my husband kindly informed me at some point is that the kids and him would wake up to this every morning and because of like the structure of our um flat where the the shower room is and i (laughs) basically i would put my phone on the toilet lid (laughs) (laughs) so the toilet was kind of acting like a a, speaker like an amplifier (laughs) (laughs) and sort of amplifying Wim Hof's voice around across the whole apartment. Huh. So they would wake up to his voice. A man's going, voice that's not in. in the shower hand out. with mommy. And in, hand out. And then they would hear me <laughs> doing this 
I can't, I can't remember what the breathing was. It was like, <laughs> 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 involved in it. <laughs> and sometimes howling, you know, because it was cold. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I would be timing myself, trying to beat my own record each day. Um <laughs> <laughs> they, they're listening to this every morning. Oh, <laughs> what is mommy doing? <laughs> that was fun. Jen, have you ever done it? <laughs> cold showers. Yeah, or I, yes. you know, I can't say, I can't say there's been anyone around that's been affected by it. Um, if you've been emotionally affected by Wim Hof breathing, <laughs> <laughs> please, please contact somebody else because <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. Um, yeah, I've, I've, so I became a breathwork coach kind of a couple of years ago, but never did anything about it. And then moved back to Ireland and, and in more recent months have started to kind of teach it in a very rewarding little fitness journey that I'm back on in teaching classes and training people. And so it ended up becoming, I think after COVID, it probably became very apparent that it was more important for people to learn how to breathe. And it does actually fascinate me how many of us don't know or don't realize how, how much there is to offer from breath and how little we use it. And it became something that I truly understood how much I underestimated in times of, of stress. So I'm a big believer in kind of deep breaths and learning how to breathe and expand the breath and all that sort of stuff. And, I help on a very small level with others because I teach very basic and beginner classes and it's kind of just learning how to deep breathe. But Wim Hof fascinates me. Um, I remember many years ago, probably about six years ago when I first moved to France, um, trying all, all these memories are coming back to me now as you start to talk about it, trying all these weird and wonderful ways of trying to settle into a new country. And what's funny about it, so it must be seven, eight years ago, eight years ago. Um, what's weird about it is I'm probably doing kind of similar things now, trying to settle back into Ireland because I've recently just moved back to Ireland from France. But cold sea swims is something that's fascinated me. And cold showers is something that fascinates me. I have tried it, but I am more of a wuss than you because... Although I have, a, I'm hopeful that I will break through this because I really want to in terms of, quite frankly, the benefits that it has on your mental health and your physical health. They're just outstanding. Like when you look up the, the research that's been done um, and I would like to reap the benefits of that. But the thoughts of getting in a cold, anything is just I'm the opposite. I'm like you. We lived in France. That's where we met each other. <laughs> I don't like cold. The, the idea of getting into water, shower, plunge, anything else, I, I appreciate the benefits of it, but it it fills me with dread. And so I would love to try it. I have tried showers. Um, I, I, I think I got up to the 30 seconds possibly once. I'm rubbish at cold. So to answer your question in a shorter version, no, not properly. <laughs> you should try the Wim Hof app because you build it. up to it then I had it I did build up to it and I got into is that where you got to the 30 yeah and then I stopped <laughs> it was like do you know what Woo! okay that's done now please don't make it stop 
<laughs> I did it. I did it. I ticked the box. I didn't like it. But you got to do it for a little bit longer. I want to give it another go now. Maybe we'll do it and, and egg each other on. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to be going out in the sea, but it's just, it's, it might happen with a wetsuit maybe, but maybe I'll just get back into the breathing my way up to it. It's horrific. The breathing. Like, now the only thing that is interesting about it is it's horrendous doing it but what I do remember about it and occasionally I will do it now even right Um, normally only when the weather is warm outside which is I don't know is that defeating the purpose I don't know but I'd be like well in in France I'd have cold showers all the time because it's so warm but it's not the same thing here I've done it twice since I've moved home Um. And once was fairly recently. But what I do notice is that afterwards when you get out, you're so much warmer because it's like everything has woke up. And so it's so much more beneficial to do it in colder weather. I remember going out with someone who used to tell me when when it's really cold outside, when you come in, don't put your feet in warm water, put your feet in cold water and it will warm your entire body up. And it comes from the same principles of what your body will do. Is it because when you kind of remove yourself from water, you are comparatively much warmer? Uh, absolutely but it's also to do with the cells that have woken up and the blood flow that has started to go it will it will, oh, yes, it will warm okay. your body up one thing i did notice mm. was while i was doing this and i did do it in the winter um and i don't remember how long i did it for but it was uh just before like i was doing it when uh we locked down for the first time for covid and i've been doing it for a while oh, okay um, I didn't get sick at all during that time. Like all the colds that were going around mm. at school and everything, I did not get sick while I was doing that. Yeah. I didn't get sick afterwards either because we were in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that was a big, big thing I noticed because I was talking to, I had a couple of friends who were doing it as well, but they were way more hardcore. They were going and swimming in the lakes. Yeah. Um, here around London. And we were we were talking about it, like how incredible it was. To what be lake were they getting in in London? Uh, it's well, it's the ponds in Hampstead on the Heath. No, um, <clears throat> yeah, is that not manky? Probably. I don't yeah, know. people swimming. I wouldn't like be getting massive. into that. It's like I wouldn't be getting into the canal in Dublin. Brank. I wouldn't get into a canal. Like you know, people were swimming in the Thames this year. That's weird. That is weird. That's weird. Get I, out I of that water. Go near it. No. No, I'd, I'd definitely be looking at like a bit of clean water. Yeah, for sure. Because but breath, work, breath work is amazing. I got really into like, various kinds of breath work for a while. I, I think it's possibly one of the most underestimated tools that we have to use as humans in terms of its simplicity. That's where it fascinates me because it's like, it's likely that you breathe quite shallow. It's likely that you breathe into just kind of chest and upper lungs. And so in times of stress or in times of anything at all, actually, wherever you are, whether you're in the car, whether you're sitting and listening to this, whether you're doing the housework, whatever you're doing, just take a minute, stop and take a deep breath in. And it's amazing what will happen because it's kind of like that really fresh, 
drink of cold water on a really hot day. It's like a breath will just go into that kind of cleansing mode. And then you let it go. And suddenly the world seems like a little bit of a nicer place. And then another one might help with that as well. And the trick is that when you want to relax, you exhale for longer than you inhale. And in the opposite way, when you want to energize, you inhale for longer than you exhale. <laughs> and so it's very, what? It's just reminded me of something. Go on. <laughs> it's a story. Yeah. Finish what you were saying. No, that's it. Like, it's just a handy tip for anybody listening to have, because that's part of this. No one asked, but yet here it is. If it helps, if it if it offers you a little bit of a deep breath today, if it takes away some of whatever's going on in your life, because we all have our stuff, just take that deep breath. I mean, I was doing a class recently and somebody left. They really, really, really did not want to participate in this class, right? And it wasn't a breathwork class. It was a fitness. But at the end, I do a little bit of extra stretching and some breathing. Very, very small amount. And these five women walked in and because the usual teacher that normally takes this class wasn't there, we're humans, we don't like change. They kind of got a fright, understandably, and was like, don't do it. I don't know you. And I said, okay, that's no problem. Bye. And I think they were a little bit taken back by the fact that I wasn't all that bothered whether they wanted to stay or not, because I'm not. It, I get it. It's up to you. If you don't want to teach with me or don't want to do my class, that's OK. I don't take that personally. So they were intrigued and decided to stay. Did the class, got to the end. Obviously, most of it is, is similar, but I have my own style. And then at the end, we do this very different thing where instead of the music going off and everybody kind of doing a sports stretch out, I incorporate it, put some nice music on, take some breaths while we deepen stretches and et cetera, right? That's the end of that. So they walk out the door and these three women start pushing two of them back in the door. And they walk in, they're like, sorry, you can just ask, when do you, uh, when do you teach? And I said, I don't have regular, I'm doing cover and sometimes I'm here, but maybe that will change coming up. And they're like, would you teach one of those classes just with all the stretching and, and the breathing? And I said, I'd certainly look at it, but I, I believe not many people were interested in it the last time it was done. So if it's posted, please show up because that's how we can tell if there's there's a want for it. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. She's walking out the door. And as she's walking out the door, she just turns around and goes, yeah, no, because do you know something? It's amazing what a deep breath and a good stretch will do. And left. That's lovely. What and I nice swear to God, be. it has stayed with me because it was one of those things that you just went, yeah. Like sometimes it's the simplest things. Have a little bit of a move and a stretch and change the way your body sits with you and take some deep breaths and it's incredible. It is irritating sometimes how much that will change the way I feel. Like you and I have had dance parties. We yeah. kind of change our breathing, change our stance. You want to change the way you think, change the way you stand. And as simple as that sounds, it's so effective. Change the way you breathe. Change something about your your physical state will change a lot about the way you think. So anyway, that's my my little tuppence work. Worth. I want to hear this story of energizing. Well, okay. Um, so a few years back, I started working on this project with a friend. Um, it didn't happen in the end because we were kind of in different places. Um, but... <clears throat> we were looking at kind of running these uh, sort of this meditation kind of pod type thing. Yeah. I was and, um, huh? Discussed that I was. 
<laughs> you remember this? Yes, right? I do remember. I was it, it didn't last long. I didn't know Abby had long. any other friends. No, I know. That, that, yeah. Devastating. It's okay, though. Jen, you're still my favorite. You'll always be my favorite. I know. But basically, as part of the research for this project, we were going around, we were, we were doing sort of different meditation experiences in London and just kind of Sounds going horrendous. into what was out there. It was amazing. It was so much <gasps> fun. Tell them who you met. Tell them who you met. Is this who the story? Mean? Is this the story? The person you wouldn't hug that I wanted to kick you for? No, that's a different story and a different friend. I have, yeah, I have a few. What? You, Jen. <laughs> that is, that's a different story. And it was with a different friend. Right. That I wasn't going, that wasn't anything work related. We just went there. For Whatever. Fun. Anyway, amazing. tell them who you met. Okay. I met Russell Brand as in, I went to one of his. Things. And it was before um, COVID and he asked Abby if she wanted a hug and she said no, cause she's a dick. I was shy. He's lovely. I really like him. <laughs> Anyway, back to the story. Sorry. So, <laughs> so there, there was this, there was this like a pop up like art thing, fair thing, um, but they were running a workshop, and there was this guy over from us, Australia, um, called the Breath. Are guy. you able to say Australia like, without saying it in an Australian accent? Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Australia. Ooh, Australia. <laughs> 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 anyway so this Aussie guy came over his name is the breath guy I don't know what his actual name was I can't remember but if you google the breath guy he comes up and we did this workshop it was insane so basically you know when you were talking about the two types of breathing there you breathe if you're yes breathing relaxation you said you you exhale for longer yes and if you're breathing to energize you inhale for longer Yes. So basically we were doing this, this, um, work and it was super trancey. There was like this like music and it was loud and this guy is like high energy and everything. And you're taking these really deep, long, slow inhales. Mm -hmm. And then you're breathing out in like little pushing the breath out. (laughs) So anyway, we're doing this and he's instructing us on how to do it. And after a while of doing this, I feel, I'm feeling fucking amazing. Like, (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I didn't realize you'd get this kind of high, like from, you know, breathing. (laughs) I would, I would pay for this. Um, (laughs) So I'm I'm getting like really like, I'm tingling. Like my body is just tingling everywhere. I feel like I'm floating. It's like my mind is going off somewhere. I was like, the room is changing everything. And then suddenly, so I'm laying on my back. We're all laying on our back. There's a room full of people. I think there was about, I don't know, 30 or 40 people in this room. And everyone's doing this breathing. And the music's really loud and everything. And suddenly, I'm laying on my back. And I'm looking up. And my hands, I've kind of pulled my hands up in front of my face. (laughs) Okay. And they've curled up into what I can only kind of describe as like, T-Rex hands. <laughs> they've like they've become clawed. So and I'm feeling incredible, incredible. But I notice this and I'm like, <laughs> why am I doing this? And I'm trying to put my arms down, but I can't. <laughs> they've literally curled up. So at this point, I'm starting to panic. And I turn to look at my friend who's like next to me and she is just 
sobbing and bawling her heart out. <laughs> so <laughs> with my little T-Rex hands and like, you know, clawed up and everything, I'm trying to reach over to her. comfort her <laughs> and then suddenly the breath guy is like he appears he's like right there above me Ooh. and I'm like <laughs> looking at him like help <laughs> and he takes my hands and he tells me he's like just leave her it's okay she's, she's doing what she save needs to be doing save yourself <laughs> save yourself little T-Rex run run <laughs> and he says to me (laughs) (laughs) he says to me you're you're hyperventilating slow down your breathing (laughs) so all of this is going on point I start to panic so I'm kind of making noises (laughs) (laughs) please tell me they were like a T-Rex please (laughs) (laughs) it was a little bit actually my friend next to me is howling crying (laughs) at this point I'm like this this brave guy is guiding me And by the way, he's got like a headset on, oh, so he's you know, with the little mic and everything. Yeah. So he's guiding me to calm me down. And I'm sort of starting to relax and everything. And my, my claws are opening. And I, I turn and I look around the room. No. Everyone else is totally normal. No. It's literally just me and my friends. At the front of the room, I'd like to add, we were right at the front. 10 out of 10 would do, do it again yeah I would highly recommend brilliant I definitely think highly I recommend it oh, I would like to do that it would be fantastic oh I feel sick um, <laughs> like that I would have been no help to you whatsoever because whether I knew you or not I think I would have been pissing myself laughing oh, like, there is a T-Rex and an absolute mess in the front of the room <laughs> and everybody else is fine like everybody else is like you could just imagine that scenario of like everybody else just sitting there looking like jesus <laughs> and, <laughs> beautiful absolutely beautiful and yeah so, and i'd like to add yeah the reason i was hyperventilating was because i was doing it wrong and my friend was sobbing her heart out she felt amazing afterwards, and so did I. <laughs> and we left that place, and everybody else was traumatized. Yeah, they were all like, "Fuck, I'm not doing that again." We left like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that was incredible!" Definitely doing that again. They're fantastic. It's it's making sure. I suppose it's all to get to the place of, by all means, highly recommend because. I I do it and teach it and guide it and you've done it and had amazing experience. By all means, do it. Just make sure you're doing it with someone on the hyperventilation st- stage. Like in the Wim Hof, just know or have someone in the house that you can get out of because it, it is inducing a panic attack 
in some people. And if you've got trauma and if you've got stuff to deal with, that's okay. Doesn't mean you can't do breath work. It just means you have to do it in a kind of safe environment or have people around while you're doing it that will know how to help you breathe and how to get out of it just in case anyone does decide to do this, is exactly the first point that I was making. Just make sure you're... that's a really easy way to get out of it, though. Just start breathing normally. (laughs) 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 Um, When you're in a panic attack, we all know. And yeah, I've no, had them. Panic attack, had them yes. So she's just yeah. being a dick, don't mind her. Um, yeah. It's the exhale longer than you've inhaled thing. And the other thing that I find really useful is the five senses thing. So um, getting somebody to notice five things that are red in the room, for example, four things they can hear, three things they can smell, two things they can touch, one thing they can... Which one did I leave out there? Taste. Taste. Yeah. Go back to senses. You're being annoying, you little T-Rex. <laughs> what else have you no, done? I agree. That's that's a really, really good one. Just for I'm what it's text. worth. We've we've both been there. So it's like, if you're going to do that or end up in a situation, this might crop up in your head. And that's what it's all about. The shit that nobody asked me to tell them. What else? Have you done nothing else weird? Uh, well, <clears throat> on the same vein, I don't know. I had many adventures. And you know what? These things actually aren't weird at all. I think it was more the experience we had. I love all of these things. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, I hardly ever do it anymore. And it, lately I've been thinking about it a lot and I really want to get back into it. Um, but I, I went to gong baths, which is like my favorite thing ever, a gong bath. And when I first heard this, I thought it was like a literal bath, like something with gongs and a so literal bath. I. Right? So um, I. And then I went to one and it was just incredible mm-hmm. oh god i love that so explain what Another it is one. for people that so, don't know gong bath is is there's uh, no bath it's very disappointing no bath. also yeah. i thought that was fucking weird that you'd be having a bath with so many people but you don't there's no yeah bath. totally there's no bath it, it's basically the idea that you're being bathed in the sound and the vibrations of the gong and you, you're basically just like going around the floor and you do some breath work and you and it's often they use like that. bowls don't they often they use different it's not yeah and then They're you have like, the like the the meditation teacher, I don't know what they're called, but they're they're doing they're making sounds with a gong or bowls and stuff, and it becomes and they kind of layer up the sounds, and you feel it vibrating through the floor, and it just kind of takes over, and it's yeah. so cool, and you just chill. Um, You're right, actually, I'm. So, and then <laughs> I went to a really traditional meditation, um, which actually was my favorite kind at the time, like literally like sitting cross legged on the floor. Um, trying to clear your thoughts and everything. And it was in um, the Buddhist centre in London. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. It was lovely. It was very, very serious. Um, and it's free. You can go, you can donate if you can. Didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> and you just, you just go and you sit in a room. It's an hour long. You're sitting on the half floor. You have to be dedicated. So anyway, I you go in. we were going to say you have to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well... Apparently, it would seem I do if I'm going to be able to sit in that environment for an hour. Because what happened is the, the friend I was with, and she was like, "Here, there's an awful lot of friends being talked about here." How this was the same one, you? right? This was the same one as the breathwork because this was while we were doing this research for this uh, this meditation pod. 
research um, measured. research yeah just basically going around and having a great time we go into this meditation class and um and basically, and it's in a dark room and everything, and you have someone, like, going on like this and, and you know, swinging incense around or whatever it was. And we're all Swinging incense round. Like the, yeah. Um, like a thing out of the church. Anyway. Uh, no, like a, I don't know. What are you swinging incense around in? There was an incense thing. It was like, it was all wafting around the room. Right, okay. Anyway. Sounds like you're at a funeral lapse. Uh, somebody farted, <laughs> basically. Oh, no. And it wasn't like a massively loud fart, but it was, the room was quiet. We were all sitting meditating. <laughs> somebody farted. So at this point, I am just like 100% of my focus <laughs> is not laughing. on not laughing. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't, you can't. This is really not the place. This is really not, this is serious. Mm-hmm. This is not like some, like, for, for yuppie class you've gone to in like west only, london for those of you that are only getting to know us and you are um abby and i find anything to do with toilet humor or farts particularly like incredibly amusing so uh, yeah. for her to hold in laughter at this is a bigger deal than it would be for most that would find a fart somewhat amusing this is <laughs> hilarious it, yeah <laughs> Especially in that kind of setting. No, oh, beautiful. It's such perfect comedy. Beautiful. <laughs> but it, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> no one was laughing. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, my whole, like, meditation has become, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> that's all that's, I'm like, that's my affirmation at that <laughs> moment. Um, my friend is literally over the other side of the room. Okay. And I hear her start to crack. Oh, and first it's like, you know, when you're like reaching and holding and then it sort of like forces out a little bit of like laughter, by the way, not fart, because um, that did kind of sound like a fart. She's really trying not to laugh. And it's building and this is making it way more difficult for me. Um, <laughs> and suddenly she just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the worst moment. And she just literally, she stood up, she booked it out of the room. She was gone. <laughs> And it, it, it set me off. <laughs> so I also <laughs> ran out the room. <laughs> literally ran out. And, and that was it. We literally, we lasted like 10 minutes. Beautiful. Well done. <laughs> I'm so impressed with all the other people. They must have been regulars. Because <clears throat> hell, that's some serious self-control. Not to laugh at that, really. Right, so. This might not be episode one. I don't even know what the name of this thing is called anymore. <laughs> Where am I? I love it when you fart. Tell us your funny Did fart you just stories. just say, I love it when you fart? <laughs> I love I it. I do. I it's love hilarious. it when you fart. So, um, Okay. Abs and her hubby hired me to be the trainer on an app that they were building. And I um, was demonstrating the exercises and that was fine. I was actually fresh, like I mean fresh, out of PT school. It was the following week, which is why I was in London at the time. And I was delighted with this. This was going to be amazing. And so I wanted to do everything really proper, which is 
it tends to be how I get anyway. I get really sort of like perfectionist and proper and professional and and we didn't know each other as well as we do now. Um, but we were getting to know each other better and I certainly felt very comfortable around her. Anyway, long story short, we do these different moves and exercises and there is Abby and a camera woman in the room at this stage because other people had left. And it's a very, very big and Ryan. Room. No, he wasn't there. He was. He wasn't. He was 100% he was there. He was literally standing next to me and Jude. Oh no, maybe I blocked him out. So the male PT. Yeah. You've got Abby, Ryan, um, the other PT and the camera woman and we're going through these exercises and the next on the list was jumping jacks. Very simple. doesn't take a professional PT to be able to do a jumping jack. However, um, I don't know why. It still happens now when I run or do jumping jacks, but the impact on the floor made load a series of farts fall out. Like... Fall out? They did. It felt ah. like that. And uh, I froze because I didn't know what to do. I panicked. And then I kind of ran behind something. <laughs> like you actually... I don't know if you remember this. Kind of not. It no. was even funnier than that. Was it? Because you stopped what you were doing. And you very loudly started apologizing for farting. <laughs> oh, and nobody had noticed. And then you ran and hid. <laughs> and the thing is, we hadn't even heard yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> at no, that time. I think the that's possibly why it was running. Where was the second time? Oh, when I did it again? You did it later on, yeah. No, like, there's something about it, but. In my defence, right? <laughs> you farted later. I did. I but nobody yoga. was there. She was doing yoga and then fired. No, no, no. Well, that was it. I haven't Have farted. Have you had any weird wellness moments? Or do you do any weird wellness? Weird, wacky, or off the wall? See, again, it's that kind of thing of I know that there are several people that I would say the things that I do in a day and they think that is mental, but it's not weird to me. Um, Like my daily routine generally, if I'm doing well and doing the things that I want to do and keeping on top of it, it will involve meditation. Generally only about 10 minutes and it's a combination of of meditation and breath work, but I've, I've got to get it done because it calms my brain down. Um, I have a brain that will not stop otherwise. I have, I pray every day, but not to a God and I'm not religious at all. It's, um, again, another kind of practice that you could call a combination of affirmations and recognition of where I'm at and what I'm going to do with the day kind of thing. Um, That's weird, praying when you're not religious. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I'd say so. I think what it, do you I think to? It, God, but that's because I don't, it's convenient to use that word, but it's not a religious God. Okay. Like you've heard the term like higher power, you've heard the term, um, people call it universe, mother nature. Um, There's all colors of words for things that basically it's a power greater than myself. It's something bigger than me. It's believing that I'm not running the show and my practices in a day to stay well mentally and physically involve the mental aspect is me recognizing that I'm not running the show, that I'm powerless over most things, people and places. 
um, that the things that I can do, I will do, and then I will release myself from the pressure of the result. Um, because otherwise I will torture myself. Um, and when I torture myself, I find solutions in really unhealthy places. So this all came about because I'm, as you know, sober and have been for nearly eight years, although we won't go there. We'll say seven and a half. And my life changed when I started to find practices and principles that I could find in my life that just would fill the void or fill the the place of panic that I can never remember not existing, you know? So we'll talk about that in, the, in more depth maybe another time, but my practices during the day are about me not being in charge, recognizing that I'm not in charge, handing my day over, doing what I can do and knowing what's good for me. And so meditation, prayer, it generally starts with gratitude. It's like, thank you, because... Again, not to get too deep on it, because we'll talk about it another time, but there was a time in my life that I didn't want to wake up in the mornings, um, that I didn't want to continue. And so when I wake up in the morning now and I feel like I'm looking forward to a day or I just feel okay and content, it's powerful for me to recognise that there was a time in my life when I didn't have that. And I think that applies to anybody. There's something in your life. Yeah, we can relate to yeah, that, yeah. There's something in your life now that you have that there was a time you dreamt of having and you possibly take it for granted. And you possibly don't recognize it because there's now something else that you want. And I think we we stay on this train of like, uh, everything will be okay if, when I get this, it will be all right. And the reality is that where we are right now is okay. And I have to remember that for me because I will I will panic. I will focus on the things that I don't have. I will focus on all the th- the, the the ways that life has not gone the way I thought it would go. But the reality is nobody's life goes the way they think it will go. So when it comes to like weird wellness, I suppose everybody's wellness is weird to somebody else. Yeah. But my wellness works for me. So I think it's like finding those things that work. I I did do, I feel like I've talked nonstop there. Um, but I did do a silent thing and that was hard. That silent retreat day. Hard but rewarding. Um See, I would love to try that. Would you? Yeah, really. Maybe we again, like, do it for the pod. You and I should do this, like, seeing as you went through all this research. with Silent pod. <clears throat> another friend. We'll do a silent pod. <laughs> if that's not a cop-out, I don't know what is. <laughs> we'll all it's sit here. Stunt. We'll all sit here and be quiet together for, for two hours. See, I think you're... You're like wellness system. You've got this kind of complete mind, body, nutrition, everything. Like you're so attuned to this. And I know that it's taken a lot of work, but I think it's like a real kind of complete package. It's quite, and I know how much it helps you. And of course, I've seen you really struggling and, and having times where you're really overthinking things or you're feeling totally overwhelmed and everything like that. So it's not like a, it's not like it's a kind of a perfect fix and that, you used to live this like perfect Zen life all the time. Yeah. But it's like knowing that you have those strategies, like when you get into those places, you, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to kind of come out of it enough to be able to start implementing them again. But then when you start working on all those wellness things, that, that gets you sorted. And I think it's like, it's really, really cool. And it's quite admirable. Like mine is nothing, you know, nothing like that mine's much uh, more haphazard and uh yeah but uh, that's the thing I think like 
okay, so there's things in my world that are absolute musts. You know, there is there is a there is a baseline that I've got to stick to, or very quickly I will become quite unwell. And I don't like that. Uh, I would rather I would rather me not be that way. But I think the the older I get and the further along on this journey of life, I realize that I haven't actually yet met a human that doesn't have to do things to stay well before they become unwell in yeah. one way or another. When you go through pain and challenges, and we all have, that's where there's an opportunity to to kind of change the perception that, that we we have on our own lives. And so for me you've been there for some of the biggest life-changing moments and the the moments where there was quite frankly a choice to either not go on, Mm -hmm. become bitter or get up and get moving. And there have been a huge amount of factors in that. And, and, and I know you can relate because I've also been there for some of your moments. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the people around you that are going to go, get up you know you you can you can do this get up simple as we're, we're gonna do it together I'm gonna drag you I'm gonna drag you in the days that you don't feel like you can and there was periods of time where we were lucky enough that we were tag teaming the bad days and we yeah. were able to drag each other along and stuff but I think to, to say about like haphazard everybody's is you know everybody's wellness journeys are haphazard everybody's wellness journeys change and evolve what I have is a baseline of this is what I need to do to stay sober because quite frankly I don't want to use substances or alcohol ever again that is my choice that is where my life got to I accept that I accept that I'm one of those people that cannot do that but what it's opened for me and I think in this regard I'm very lucky I'm very lucky because it's what it's open for me is this kind of because I don't want to go there, I need to find something that works instead. And so I have a baseline must do tick box of things that I do daily to stay well. After that, wellness can get weird. I can do I can do more of something um, like I will do more meditation or I will go into working on affirmations or I will do um, breath work every day for a period of time or I'll get real into exercise you and I have always kind of gone not weird on exercise again it depends we on what you find weird, weird but we yeah. have in the sense of like we've gone wild for like high intensity mental training every day then it's settled down then you go through the yoga phases then yeah. you go through the kind of uh, I, yoga I, just, is I don't want to do brilliant. anything it is brilliant when you <laughs> it do it so good and yeah, I've gone through like 30 day retreats where or um online things where you do it got mad into yoga got really flexible got really fit was probably the most toned and fittest I've ever felt um and I'm a different version of fit now but like real lean and and kind of just lovely and I felt great and what do I do as soon as that happens I stop yeah I'm exactly the same I go I get burnout and do you know what? This is actually something I've really had to work on the last two years. I think when I finally recognized <laughs> why I would like crash after six months and then not do anything for months. Did you do too much? Um, because I would literally go hell for leather. I've had to moderate and not because 
I was trying to achieve any goal just because it, it, it was, I was getting addicted to the high of, um, your fix of exercise, you for know, sure. doing this exactly yeah. like how great you feel afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I would overdo it. So I've had to learn to moderate it yeah. and not to do it every day. And I mean, you messaged me the other week and said, don't do an exercise tomorrow because you've done two in a row. Oh, that's like, it. Said, yeah, you right, got you're right. Virtual reality <laughs> during lockdowns and both got one, right? Abs found it, convinced me. I got one, got mad into it for a little while. Mine has sat there for about six months. I use it occasionally. But, um, I'm obsessed she got massive no but I was obsessed for a period of time as well in fairness and then it went away again and then and to be fair space might have had something to do with it but recently she picks it up again and then she's telling me this and haven't had like virtually no exercise now you don't stop moving you are a very active person but no add-on of extra exercise she's like nothing for six weeks wanted to do uh some in the morning and she's like and then I did some and then I just felt like doing it again that night and then I did it again and follow morning and she's listening this off and I'm like yeah if I if I'm correct I'm pretty sure she said she's done this five times in the last two days so she needs (laughs) it wasn't it was three (laughs) five times in the last three days but it's, it's, you're, you're right, I do. So I've had to... You were, got, you were to getting on the thing twice a day and doing full workouts. That's too much to start back with. And I know. We remind each it's other of these because things. Because it's gamified, this as well. This is... A, with the, the virtual reality um, headsets, there is a real gamification to, like, asset <laughs> to these uh, <laughs> to these apps. So you, it, it's designed to be addictive. Yeah. And I am like... You know, if if there's something that you can be addicted to, <laughs> I'm all in. And, and I'm trying it. That, that, there, there lies one of the similarities between Abs and I. I do remember when I started getting into fitness first. And it all coincided around the time that my, my life changed for the better. I started studying nutrition, I started studying fitness, but I was I was doing it because I, I felt so good um, partaking in it myself. And so I remember moving to France and, and my ex, lovely guy, sat me down one day and was like, I think you're doing too much. And I was like, what now? Really? Now? Now and he's like, you're at the gym like three times a day. I, th- I think that's too much. And I'm like, ah, but I'm meeting people. I'm seeing people. I'm not really working out every time or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, um, I, I, I just think it might be too much, and it might be worth looking at. And I was like, all right, okay, yeah. And I did get very obsessive, and it takes kind of someone saying it to you on the outside in to go, oh yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And and it does like if I'm teaching, so I teach quite a bit of spin and. It's really easy to get on and off a bike without noticing how much you've done. And sometimes it's like I can do five classes in a day. I cannot be on the bike for five hours a day. Like you just, no, it's not healthy. So, but my brain will go into that more and more and more thing because it's ultimately that's how it's wired, isn't it? And I think the human by, by very definition, we are, we, we have, uh, a condition of wanting more that can Absolutely. become an illness of wanting more. And so if you get ill and you just can't switch off from that thing because that's the thing that's helping or serving or filling a gap or whatever, whatever it's different, you, you do it. We want to feel good, right? So something makes us feel good. We want to keep doing it. And then sometimes that's, uh, you know, detrimental. Yeah. Yeah. And so... 
Possibly. It's, do you know what I think you couldn't do too much of? And it's funny because it's the thing we don't want to do is to what? just get quiet with ourselves. You know, <sighs> we're so stimulated constantly now more than ever before. And I, I was actually talking to my mum about this this morning of our generation. Um, we're both 34 um, Abs is nearly 35. Um, <laughs> you always have to throw that in. She's, not, she's, older. she's the older one. Um, just <laughs> quite a bit older. Um, asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> this generation <laughs> and the, the kind of possibly, possibly one below, although I don't think so. I feel we have seen the most drastic change in society in terms of like one. When we were growing up, mobile phones were bricks and not everybody had them. Yeah. And there was no internet until we were into our sort of tens. I think I was probably about 11, yeah. 12, right? Yeah. So we yeah. saw no internet and we saw no mobile phones and we saw a time of having landlines and we saw a time where the norm was to go out and play on the road with your with your friends. and the norm, But we were also young enough for the introduction of all these things, for them to make them very normal in our life. And also right. the introduction of social media, which we were lucky that we mostly missed, like during our kind of, our most embarrassing years. Um, right. But like MySpace. Yeah, so it was just the kind of time that it was being born that you could get used to, and we had Bebo. It puts a lot of pressure on, and it also means that we spend a lot of time on our phones. I think, I think everyone knows about this, right? This is like something we're all conscious of. Um, it's talked about a lot, both on social media and off. Yeah. Um, and it's really much more difficult to, the value to switch of, off. Yeah. And it also, our, our attention spans totally changed. Like, we, we're, uh, we've become used to and conditioned to having that instant fix. You know, like scrolling. Which and is which is one of the absorbing information main indicators in scientific experiments and research that says about addiction um, and anything to do with addiction. It's about the instant gratification. It's yeah. What can I do to give it now? What can I? And so every one of these kind of apps and and social media platforms of any description are all about how can we make you feel like you're instantly gratified by your action? And whether that's that you get to like or comment on someone else's or you receive them, it kind of triggers that thing in the brain that goes, great, I've, I've, I've got my recognition, I've got my gratification from, from logging yeah. in. So Feedback loop. Yes, thank you. It's, um, it's a weird world and I think the value of being bored is massively underestimated along with... Um, the breathing so yeah it's it's probably the thing that I notice we don't we don't stay quiet and sit with ourselves and we don't take breaths enough that's what my takeaway from today's conversation would be I think that's a good takeaway and do you know what I'm like I really want to hear some like weird wellness stories or some wellness, wellness journey stories definitely experiences like, I, I find this stuff really interesting. Yeah, tell if us what you've tried. Yeah, please. Tell us or your tell stories. us what you do. Tell us your morning routine. If you feel like you've got a pretty spectacular one or you've got it on point after years of trying to fine tune it. Um, tell us a weird retreat that you've been on or experiences that you've had because we know there's plenty and there's plenty more that we've been through and 
haven't had time today for so tell us and we'll talk some more especially about it. tell us if you fasted during a meditation or anything like that because you know what i'd love to laugh or if you fired during <laughs> jumping jacks meet your sister what's our email address jen stories oh stories at no one com. that's it stories at no one asked pod.com well should we finish with a uh, oh, ask yeah. Dr. Eds. <laughs> Gone home. <laughs> Dr. So, Eds. Yeah. Go on then. How's he doing? What did we ask him this week? For those of you Wait. that aren't aware, Dr. Eds, uh, ask Dr. Eds is um, Abby's brother is a doctor. And uh, we basically challenge Abby to ask him questions. Um, generally they're quite awkward questions and um, please feel free to send your suggestions in of what you would like abby to um pose as a question for her brother in his doctor mode and um, which obviously is quite hard to find because sometimes he thinks she's taking the mick and takes the piss back um abby what did you ask your brother the doctor today <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know I this by the way my brother um can butthole positions vary from person to person? Oh. <laughs> like one person's butthole is slightly higher up on the seat, while someone else's might be closer to their genitals. <laughs> so that was the question posed to Dr. Eds. Um, he responded with, good question. <laughs> Can't imagine there have been any controlled studies on that. <laughs> Well, hold on, wait there, maybe well, soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said that, and then he said, but considering you can be born with a congenital cloaker, I what? think that's how you say it. I may have said this wrong. It's spelt, I should have actually looked this up before. Um, genital cloaker? It, I, I might have said that. Cloaca, uh, it's C-L-O-A-C-A. So apologies if I've said this wrong. I probably have. I don't um, think anyone cares. Corrected. Um, but considering you can be born with a gen- congenital cloak or whatever, the answer must be yes. So then I responded with, what's that? Yeah. And he said, uh, everything in one hole. Quite sad, actually. But there you go. Shrug emoji. So obviously I looked this up then and, and got some more information on it. And yeah, it's like when, you know, I'm sorry. everything, all of the different functions are in one place. As in, you pee, poo, and have a baby out of the same hole. Yes, but I don't know how much of that is actually kind of functional because of this, because I, I can't imagine that sort of, you know, what sort of issues would come from this. Um, I did have a quick read about it, but I didn't go in depth. I um, never <clears throat> knew that existed. No, so I was sort of vaguely kind of familiar with hearing it before, hearing of it before, but it uh it was yeah it's quite when you think about it it must be like really quite awful and i don't oh, know what sort of like long-term implications are of it um and then he said birds have cloakers i really should just check the pronunciation of that hence eggs are covered in poop so then i responded with do birds get a lot of va- um, bacterial vaginosis yeah right thinking oh, you know what if there's bacteria around there and everything and he said, do I look like a vet? At which oh. I responded with shrug emoji. I bet they get a lot of thrush, though. 
was a, a terrible pun. Wow. But you know what? Dr. Ed's was wrong. Oh. Because there have been controlled studies on it because I Googled it later. There have been controlled studies up. Cloakers or on no on like the so what we're talking about between here, by the way, and so we're clear is Abby and I had a, a very long conversation one day. I can't remember. I'm not actually being being cagey. I cannot remember why it started or how it started, but it turned into a conversation about the positioning. I do remember why it started. It was because I was asking about what hemorrhoids look like because I wasn't sure if I had one, and so I was saying about where I see it and Abby was surprised at the idea that I could see what my positioning and we went into this full conversation <laughs> the length of of gooches which is also known as perineal probably possibly <laughs> which, on men and women that is the distance between each hole or or the ball sack like longer and so we came to the conclusion that we were basically like child friends who were having the weirdest conversations to figure out life life and yeah. pretty much making discoveries that's what we are there have we, been controlled studies on it and there, there on, is there on the length of variation yes now a controlled study basically means where you, you sign up to agree to this data being shared for a study and somebody takes a measuring tape out and measures between your vajayjay and your bum, bum hole. Yeah, basically. Although it could have been, you know, it's like, it's not like you sign up for that in particular. You may have been sort of asked for your consent to provide that information during another examination. I don't know. I don't know. Right, okay. I'm yeah. a doctor. Because I, I um, would sign up to a study like that, no problem. Like, I would. Imagine for sure. paid for that. Sorry, can we measure the distance between your butthole and your vajayjay and put it in a study? You'll never be known. Sure. Measure the distance between anything on me and pay me for it. It's fine. <laughs> um, so there you go. It turns out that we all have different length gooches and, um, and there are some people that don't have a gooch at all because everything is in the one place and... and yeah, our body is the weird one. Just keep breathing, and um, we'll so hyperventilate. Speak to you next week. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>